0: To Series 2, Episode 1 of the Valley Deep Mountain High podcast. Thank you all again for joining me. If not done so already, please head over to Instagram uh, at Valley Deep Mountain High, where most of the main content will be found. Tonight, I've got a very special guest with me. I've got Celine from Celine Zara Design. So, Celine, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Right,
1: it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Do you want to just drop everyone um, your details of where they can find you now then? Yeah, so,
1: um, I mean, I'm on the, the usuals, Facebook, Instagram, um, and you'll find me under Celine's Aura Design, um, and the, there's all my all my creations, all my designs, and everything I do, essentially.
0: Excellent. So, um, for those listening, um, Celine's a good friend of mine, and I wanted to um, – it's a bit of a different podcast, so normally all the other ones have been themed around either um, adventure growing up um, – or, or like service and, and things like that. But I wanted to bring you on um because you've got you you've started your own design business and, and mm-hmm. for me it was really interesting because you started it right in the middle of a pandemic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some people might say I'm crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um what I wanted to sort of discuss with you was um you know, I think it's fantastic what you're doing, the work that you're putting out is great, so lads, buy, Mrs. something nice, <laughs> girls, treat yourself. Um, what I wanted to discuss with you mostly about it was the case of like um, me and my friend discussed um, risk versus reward um, mm-hmm. and for me, obviously I've, I've done a few bits of different business things, you know, I work in sales now um, and I've, I've helped friends start companies and stuff like that and it, yeah. takes, it takes a lot of, of character to sort of you know, hoist your own flag and be like, this is, this is me and what I'm about. So where did, where did that begin for you?
1: I mean, weirdly, it's kind of something that I've always dabbled in. Um, even before I went to uni, I kind of went through through life always as a, a massive creative. Um, I wanted to act or design and I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, so kind of when I when I left uh, sixth form, I, I thought, you know what, I'm not going to go to uni going to try and do them both <laughs> right. and that's when I kind of set up my first company and and acted alongside as well um so I think I got a taste for it then but that I mean that was interesting I and um, I kind of got massively screwed over by someone who was a fraudster and ended up nicking a load of money from All me right. <laughs> um yeah so and and that taught me a lot and in hindsight as, as awful as it was at the time, um. I'm really glad it happened and that sounds so odd to say but I think it made me a lot stronger when I came out of uni having having studied fashion and stuff it made me a lot stronger as a business person to kind of think you know what yeah I'm more streetwise I'm can't awful as it sounds i'm less trusting on a on a business front um because you've got to yeah. you've got to look after yeah. yourself as well and there as as though as as many people as there are out there who want to help you there are a lot of people who <laughs> who aren't trustworthy and you've just got to be careful you've got to be so careful yeah and have yeah. people around you that you trust yeah yeah definitely um, because i mean when you're setting up on your own it is one of the biggest most daunting things i think you can do um, to kind of walk away from from the guaranteed money of a salaried job and go, yeah, I'm going to make stuff and hope people buy it and like it as much as I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, because for me, I think one thing that I think, so for, from an ex-serviceman's perspective, um, mm-hmm. if, you were to, if you go on anything now, so uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and you, you want to yeah. find a veteran-owned business, there's millions of mm-hmm. them um this is something that obviously I, i'm i'm part of um a few um but the ones that i'm now part of are ones that are something that interests me because essentially yeah. not 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 knocking any of them i think you know great support small business and veteran run business and everything like that is fantastic but a lot of them is they're essentially you know it's a t-shirt with a skull on it
1: yeah <laughs> a yeah kind of
0: like you know they're all they're all yeah you know the essentially the same t-shirt with the different prints mm-hmm. um yeah so startup businesses and, and things like that uh that you know in the, in the veteran world that they're, they're a dime a dozen you know um, yeah which i think is great but i think there's a lot of people who, who you know because the first one that i started I, I went into it thinking that it was going to be like never thought i'd you know make loads of money out of it mm-hmm. um but you learn a lot very quick you know <laughs> yeah um, like just holding stock as well you're like, well, mm-hmm. how many small, medium, and large t-shirts do I need? Like, do I need more? Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's little things like that, and I think, like you said, as well with business. Um, obviously, what I do now is it sales and things like that. Um, everyone seems really nice when you first meet them because everyone, yeah, you know, I want you to buy what I'm selling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and likewise, you know, you want people to love your your product, no matter what that is, you know, because to you, you've put, you know, your effort, time, soul, blood, sweat, tears, money, yeah. everything you've got into this thing and you want to be like this is amazing and getting it's it's almost you have to have a belief in yourself without being like cocky with it as well
1: oh yeah percent. Um, you know
0: but you unfortunately you know, like you said there are people there who will exploit that as well um and it's hard as a lesson it is to learn it like you said you know it's it's a great lesson to learn early on you know definitely um for it to not go too right because i think you do grow from that as a person as well, you know.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he's not—he's not just on a business front, like, like you say. I definitely, it definitely changed kind of who I was to a degree, um, and then it, I'd say spurred me on to maybe go because at the time I was like, like yourself, I was doing t-shirts, I, but I'd—I'd I'd done the whole design myself. I made sure they were UK made because that is something that I'm super passionate about. Yeah. Um. I can't can't be doing with the whole like not knowing where things are coming from and so I kind of shot myself in the foot on that front as well because the expenses were so high because I was trying to be ethical Um, and then so I kind of took all that and then took that through my degree and then I've come out the other side and now I am where I am and it's like you say setting up during a pandemic has been has been interesting and there are a lot of businesses that have thrived absolutely thrived yeah um because I think there has been a push to kind of shop small and support your local businesses and I think it's great um for me personally what I what I make I guess is quite niche um but I couldn't I couldn't work for a big mass producing company for for, just for me as a person I'm a very hands-on person like yourself I'm really outdoorsy I like doing things I like creating things I like knowing where things are coming from and where they're going to and having that really kind of personal relationship with what I make not just kind of shipping what I've designed off to
0: somewhere and then never seeing it again yeah well you get better margins when you do it yourself as well don't you (laughs)
1: well i mean no no no.
0: (laughs) this is the thing i think everyone thinks that like so i I, so i'll use t-shirts as an example just because Uh it's a great example um that's what most people are doing or what most people start with and um, i think people think when you say i buy the t-shirt for the standard sort of 25 28 pound people think Mm -hmm. god you're making loads on that you're not you know especially when don't incorporate the time for design you know shipping and handling and all yeah. those costs and all yeah. the other like because that's not a complex thing to design and produce and send out but the fast that goes into it is time yeah. consuming and you know especially if something doesn't go right as well first time people want an instant fix and that then creates a backlog and a bit of stress and all that sort of stuff so i mean for, for what you're doing now like handmade you know your own mm-hmm. design and and i think you know because i listened to the one that you did with chris on the dark podcast about yeah. the time that goes into each piece and things like that um mm-hmm. and you know you just listen like well this is how much it costs because the time that goes into it yeah um like i know um a good friend of mine is a knife designer so handmade all his own knives and just like loads mm-hmm. of little bits of kit for him and and all your gear and that is an amazing guy routinely Really good friend, known him now for I don't know 15 years, um and when I first started speaking to him, I was like, "That's expensive for what I need this doing." But I, I'm going to give you the money because I know what you're making is quality. Mm-hmm. What I did come across, like late down the line when I was recommending his his stuff to people, um, people that were well, expensive. I'm like, "Yeah, but if you if you think it takes him, you know, six hours to make, and he wants to charge his own time and labor of I don't know." 15 pounds an hour say you've got it's the time that goes into it it's not necessarily yeah, I think, just the product you know yeah
1: i think people forget that when i think we're so used to being able to shop cheap nowadays and not spend a lot and and a lot comes in from china and the the prices that are paid to to workers over there is not even something we we can dream about over here mm. um and and the hours that go into a product that that's handmade and sourced and designed by one person, it's, you're not a factory. You, you can't compete yeah. with the prices that factories can provide. It's just, it's impossible as, as an individual to, to compete on price. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it makes it really hard for small businesses, especially in, in the handmade sector and in the skills sector, uh, because we are losing a lot of those skills i think a lot of the the original skills even your furniture making and and your piano making and everything like that is it's not as common as it used to be because it's all going to factories yeah across the world and we're losing the ability to make stuff by hand even even clothing um and and like i say a lot of the stuff you you'll kind of be be supporting on on your instagram and things a lot so much is done in factories that we don't even realize now yeah and and being able to compete with that like it's it's, it is nigh on impossible for for a small independent one person run business so you kind of have to weigh up well do i charge more and probably sell less or do i charge less and try and sell more but just not charge for my time yes. and it's it's a really hard balance um especially when you're starting out because you of course you want to you want to get out there you want to get your products out there you you kind of want people to start recognizing who you are and trusting what you produce and and building that trust amongst customers and a customer base and and get people coming back to you for for new products or new designs or whatever and you kind of have to bite the bullet a bit and go, okay, well, at the end of the day, I still have to sell to someone. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and you have to find that really fine line between maybe taking a bit of a knock on what you'd like to charge yeah. just to get the ball rolling a little bit. And like you say, it is that that risk and reward situation. Um, I've invested a lot of money in in machinery. Um that has got, it's kind of been i had to invest it and absolutely try and do my, my best and yeah. crack on and whatever happens i'll keep going and i'll plow on or i don't get it, it was a laser cutter i invested in um or i don't get the product and i can't make what i want to make and it, it was that simple yeah and um, and so i thought you know what i'm gonna bite the bullet spend the money i'm gonna go and get it because i cannot produce what i love to produce without that piece of machinery and i even now i'd say it's the best decision i ever made
0: yeah see like I, I, that's one thing that stood out to me mm-hmm. um especially in spoke the other day as well like I, i've been massively behind what you're doing you know i'd be even more behind what you're doing if you did anything for guys <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I think, uh, you know, a designer tote or some earrings, I can't quite pull that off yet. I don't
1: know. I mean, it's the 21st century, Andrew.
0: (laughs) Maybe I need to to change my wardrobe. That's um, what it is. (laughs) But, you know, from the offset, I was like, wow, to see someone put so much in, it was obvious, like, from the start that you were very driven. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's something that, like, my circle now is quite small and has deliberately kept that away because I've kind of, I've lived in, I've lived the life full enough now to the point where I'm like, if someone doesn't, like, either inspire me to do more mm-hmm. um, or be a better version of myself, or they're not, like, inspiring to be around, I just don't want to know because I'm like, because no. well, all you're going to bring is drama and negativity and I have just not got time. Like, I'm all for helping someone if they need a bit of advice or mm-hmm. support or whatever, but unless you're going to, like, push me to be a better version of myself, I, I'm not interested anymore just because... I'm not. <laughs> I kind of want like an easy, peaceful life. That is, yeah. you know, all right. And then obviously, like seeing someone sort of go full out into well, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to invest all this into, it and it will work. You know, that driven attitude is something that is um, is quite rare nowadays as well. Especially for someone. Don't say it's the wrong way, either. Someone, <laughs> so, someone so young as well. Yeah, um, it's it's quite it is quite a rare thing. Um, I think a lot of people rely either on. Like you said, you're working for somebody else, yeah. And, and the success of what they're doing, um, or an easy way, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, for and, sure. and it's like
0: it's like anything. So, like um, a good friend Tanya from Pyramid uh, Performance, you know, she's she does a lot of fitness coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got her own brand as well, Pyramid Apparel. Yeah. Um, we, we spoke about this, and like a lot of people want, um, especially with fitness, to sort of see an end result very yeah. quick. Yeah. Or when it's when they're not getting what they want, they are either don't change their, their path they're on to, to get to where they want to be. Um because if it looks like it's going to be hard work, they just can't be bothered.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and like you know, I've I've always been brought up with this this mindset and mentality of keep going. Like, you know, keep keep going. It's character building, you know, you will grow from this. Mm-hmm. Um because don't get me wrong, like I've I've had plenty of things in my life go wrong for me, or not the way that I wanted them to. And you could sit and sort of you know, wallowing it, which you know, don't get me wrong, I've done it at times, but you know, you've got to be driven, and and you know, having experiences to sort of put your head up and go, I'm going to do this, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to go for it. You know, that, that's a, I think to me, that's a key trait. I think that people should look for in other people. You know, if you want to be a driven individual, that's what I'm trying to sort of say.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think I, one of the one of the biggest things I'd say is don't be scared of failing. Not everything yes. works out. Like it's okay if if you fail, if or if one of your products doesn't work, just adapt, try again, change something, try something else. Like not everything is going to work, and mm-hmm. just because something doesn't work doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad idea. It yeah. just means that it's not. It's either not picked up by people for whatever reason, or it's just not right at that time or it's maybe the pricing wasn't right or you you couldn't afford to do it with the amount of time it took or whatever but it's okay (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah and i
1: think
0: sorry i was gonna gonna say i think that's that is a big thing um people are scared of um like people won't start something because they kind of have this attitude of well if i'm successful and it works out how will i cope with it working out you know will I be able to meet you know demand time, effort, resources, all that sort of stuff. And then the flip side of it, they're also like, well, if it fails, I'm going to have lost you know, money, time, effort. The, there's got to be a 50-50. And in the middle of that, you have to go, well, you either go for it or you, you don't do it. Um, yeah. And I think if you can do that with your job, especially if that is, you know, it's your business, your name's on it. Mm-hmm. And you can take that mentality to whatever you're doing. I think you will always be on a, for a winner, really. Because you've got the attitude to say, Well, I'll just go for it. Yeah. And at the
1: end of the day, I think, and it's in your personal and your professional life, you've got to love what you're doing. Um, Because at the end of the day, most of the time you spend in your day is working. Um, Yeah. So... And if you don't love what you're doing, especially when you work for yourself and if you're working on your own, which especially at the moment, so many people are sitting at home, working from home, working on their own. If you don't love what you're doing every day, it makes it so hard and so draining on, on your personal and your professional life, knowing that you've, you've got to go to that job. Make it yeah. something you enjoy. And, and if you don't enjoy it, try and find something that you enjoy about it. Um. Mm-hmm. try and put a, pos- a positive spin on stuff because like being negative about your day or whatever's happened you're never going to find a solution no. uh, and I think like that's that's something people get stuck in a rut I think sometimes and th- like you say they're scared of change
0: yeah and I think Exa- change- I mean, Sorry, it's, it's, it's kind of like so <clears throat> I've worked a couple different jobs some of mm-hmm. them I've loved um, well what you know the military is definitely a lifestyle it's, i wouldn't really class it as a job yeah. looking back at it i'd be like it is just a job because you know you still have a life around it but you have to want to go and do yeah of course your time and, and you know all the risk that comes with it um and all that sort of stuff and looking back on it my personal view now is it's, it's quite a selfish job to mm-hmm. do for a long time especially if you've got um well if everyone's got a family, you know see your parents and that you know if they're supportive of what you're doing It's it's quite a selfish thing to put on them, um, supportive or not. But obviously, if you end up like married or anything like that, as well, you're you're asking someone to stop their life to come round and travel with you while you do what you want. And it's Mm -hmm. only having since left that, um, you know, I can sort of see that. But Mm -hmm. then they did a couple of different jobs where I loved them, but they had a lifespan. So when I worked for um, the Princess Trust, uh, amazing job, uh, absolutely amazing. You, know, you see, you see, changing, you know, young people, and you're helping them get from not so great of a time to then achieving. It's, it's, there's nothing more rewarding than that. Um, then it worked for a telecoms company, um, and at first, I, I did it because I needed to get out of working for the Princess Trust because a kind of it's got a lifespan. You, t- you know, as yeah. well as helping people, you're taking on 12 to 16 people's um, problems and issues and trying to fix them all for them. So, for me personally, I had a lifespan on top of my own, you know, life and and issues like that. Then working in telecoms, at first I thought, this is going to be great. It's going to be like a proper corporate career job. It's going to be great. Um, I absolutely hated it. I absolutely hated it. And there was nothing worse than sort of going to work and either trying to fake the fact that I loved what I was doing Mm -hmm. um, or knowing that the people around me in work knew that I hated it because um, I thought I don't want to be seen as being negative, but I just don't enjoy this. Yeah. Um, and every time I wanted to progress and be like, well, can I do this course? Because I want to learn this. Or can it? because I want to learn this. And I want to do more. They were like, oh, well, no, nah, we kind of just need you to sit and do what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, but if you give me this course to do, I'll, I'll know more and it'll be better at my job and it'll be more efficient. And they mm-hmm. were like, nah. So in the end, I was like, this job is not for me. <laughs> and and going from, you know, going from the military to working in a very corporate office, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you can't swear or anything like that. <laughs> um, and it was all very, it was all very, I don't know, I think you have to fit into the modern way of office life. Yeah. If that's the type of career that you want, you've got to act a certain way, I think.
1: Yeah, you're definitely uh, expected to conform, aren't you, to, yeah. to
0: certain things and
1: certain behaviors. And yeah. I think if you, especially if you come from a really creative and like yourself outdoorsy background or anything like that i think it it can be really hard i've i've never seen myself as a suited and booted kind of person i'm just not
0: (laughs) it's like i mean like don't get me wrong like wearing a suit to work every day was awesome i'm you because i was very much (laughs) like i was very much like well you know i've come from wearing a uniform i was incredibly proud of yeah um, to then not having a uniform which is a massive identity loss really Mm -hmm. um to then having to put almost uniform on again you know something that makes you look smart and presentable and and you know uh, and i think as a bloke you know you do carry yourself differently when you've got a good suit on i mm-hmm. think anyone who says they don't either haven't wore a good suit or lying <laughs> um you know because if there's, and there's you you'll appreciate this there's definitely a difference between wearing like a tailored shirt and suit than wearing an off-the-hook one one oh, yeah that's me, sure. me, that's me not being a snob they fit no. <laughs> you feel great in him um so that was great but only lasts, it'll only keep that you know, powder, sugar-coated coating for, for so long. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and then I got to the point where I was just like, nah, this is, it, it was great to sort of force me to do more than what I was already doing in the outdoors, because mm-hmm. that was my escape. So I just saw my job as a nine to five to fund my hobbies.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: I didn't care about being in work. Uh, I would go into work and I would do the bare minimum so I could get my weekend Yeah. Um, now, fast forward to what I'm doing now. I love what I'm doing now. i'm mm-hmm. um, very passionate about what I'm doing. I love the industry that I work in. Um awesome. You know, for me to, to come out of the military working for like a military company, mm-hmm. it couldn't have couldn't have been better. <laughs> um, like, and it wasn't easy to get there either. So no I, I kind of feel like I really earned, you know, what I'm doing. Um, not to everyone's taste, but you know, they're not the one going to work and doing that as a job. Well, no, that's it. You know, yes, yeah, so I love my job. Um so yeah, definitely. I think if you don't enjoy what you're doing, especially now, like you said, you know, people are working from home and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I couldn't imagine doing my previous job working from home yeah. for a, for over a year now. I just, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, I'm just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, yeah, you know. But then again, like you know, uh, my brother, prime example. You know, identical upbringing. Yeah. Being identical twins. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, very, very, very similar jobs. Uh, and now, obviously, he's worked really different. You know, he he came out of the military, did youth work for a number of years. Um, then was a postman for a bit um, because he was like, "I need a job there. I'm outdoors." Um, my his current job was at risk of being lost um, through redundancy. Yeah. And we we're like, but I want to be outside, and this sounds like a job where you just you know, you rock up, pick up your stuff, drop it off at everyone's house, mm-hmm. and go. Home. You know, dead easy. Um, yeah. And that was great. And then obviously he's, he's worked. To go full circle and go back into being a paramedic, um, but again, you know he loves his job and loves yeah. what he's doing. But at the minute, you've got to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Thank Bless <you> him. <laughs> <laughs> is um well, saying that, is, is, you know there's a lot of people who works with who are new, newly qualified. Yeah, and, um, they've all kind of said the same thing. They've all been like, I don't know whether or not if this had come around previous to me doing my job, would it be been so forthcoming in doing yeah. this as their choice. Um, you know, so yeah, it swings around about to think. I think, so, yeah,
1: for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, I, I love him to bits, you know, I do, but I think this is probably the first time I think, um, since him being deployed, we've actually been like worried about him and his job, you know, um, cause it is worrying, you know I mean? Like you, you know, mutual friend, Hannah, yeah, yeah. you know, she, she's working in a COVID ward and, you know, that's, that's worrying, you know, um, cause not only that, as well, from an outside, you don't really know what to believe either because you have the press telling you one thing, and then yeah. your friends and family saying, "Yeah, listen, it's it's actually that bad." Yeah, um, you're like, "Well, this isn't great," you know. Anyway, COVID is a completely different episode; it could have gone on. No, <laughs> oh, I do it's forever. It's,
1: it's taken over everyone's <laughs> lives at the
0: moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so talk to me a little bit then about um your acting. That really interests me. Um, I mean, it's something that I've
1: done since day dot. I kind of started going to... Well, my mum and dad, bless them, as as a kid, I always went to everything. Like, there wasn't anything I didn't do if it was learning an instrument, dancing, acting. um, And I can't thank him enough for it. Um, so she used to take me every Saturday to Manchester to to an acting class over there, me and my sister. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Absolutely fell in love with it. Um, So, yeah, more when I was younger um i did bits of professional work and stuff like that um had some amazing experiences amazing yeah. doing it met some amazing people and i think that's that's one of the things with acting it's it's the people you meet they're, they're a special kind of people and they are amazing. <laughs> they are absolutely yeah. amazing. I've, oh yeah, got incredible friends that I, I've only met through acting and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, but it, again, it came down to that it's a really hard life. And I remember having a conversation with my mum my and my dad, and I was like, okay, so I can either go and carry on trying to be an actor. And yeah, okay, it's, it's something I'm beyond passionate about. And I might end up having beans on toast every night for God knows how long, because it's all I can afford.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Or I might end up with a big break <laughs> and be absolutely happy as Larry, working on God knows what. And it was just, I think that was the thing that pushed me into to fashion more. As much yeah. as I'm for following your dreams, It it felt like a more sensible option at the time because for me i could always go back to acting yeah. and it's not something yeah. i'll ever write off and it'll always be something i'm passionate about or whether it's doing it professionally or or as an amateur doing bits of andram um it, but it, it's again it's a hard industry um and i just i couldn't kind of that was one bullet that i struggled to go yeah i'm gonna go and do that and because I, I, I don't like kind of the busyness of London and things like that. So yeah. it, and ironically, the two industries I chose, they're <laughs> yeah, in London. Are London!
0: <laughs> yeah, you've, you've you've got to. Um, I think with we, things like London, that like you've got to either love being there mm-hmm. or not be there. Yeah. They're, they're, you know. <laughs> the only times I've ever gone really been for work or to see, you know, I've got friends who mm-hmm. live there, um, and I don't mind going and seeing them. That that's great. But that's over normally like a long weekend and that's I'm done then. Yeah. I'm like, right, I'm, And then when I've worked there for like, you know, um for like um shows and conventions mm-hmm. and stuff, again it's like it's great because you're there for a week. Um, but I couldn't I couldn't there's no green.
1: I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, having having been brought up where I've been brought up, it's it's countryside, it's green, I can go for a run and not see anyone for two hours and and I love that and I love being in nature and yeah it's just London's just too I don't like you say I don't mind going for a short break in fact I love it and I hit about eight theatres in three days and I have the best time but that's enough (laughs) then I'm done and I need that breather again and and the peace and the quiet not the bustling noise all the time and like I say it's hard I think a lot of a lot of creatives and people in kind of your more creative industries feel like they have to go to London, and no. I think that's a real shame. That's something that's one of the reasons I've set up on my own because mm. there isn't the same opportunity up north that there is in London, and that's and people will argue it, but there just isn't. Up in, no. up in Manchester, you'll find suppliers, but you don't have your fashion houses that you have in London. You don't have that kind of real creative like hub that you get in london and there's not the support mm-hmm. there for the creative industries that there is in london um yeah. and i think it is changing slightly but that's why i set my studio up up here because it's just yeah. i don't want to be there and there's no reason that i should feel like i need to be there i can't do something in london that i can't do up here
0: exactly your team northern that's, i am that's what yeah I am. Right. and it's gonna <laughs> service, like where are you from the north
1: hey. <laughs> <laughs> like it is though and i just i can't just turn my back on it and go to london i just can't do it it's not in me yeah um yeah but like i say i don't think you should have to i don't and i couldn't afford to live down there doing what i'm doing i couldn't afford to do what i'm doing now down in london um, yeah, it's expensive is massively expensive. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to afford the space. And I think, fortunately, um, I've got, I've got the space that I've got up here, and so I'm yes. not worrying about massive costs on rent, and because that's just an added stress when, when you're trying yeah. to sell, and it's hard enough as it is to sell product, having huge expenses on top of that because of the space you're in or whatever. It's just another stress you don't need. So I'm more than happy staying up north and
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and working well, out my little that's, studio. That's, that's done a lot of businesses out though. Hasn't yeah, it, now really like small bit because obviously they're not open and they all rent shops. Yeah. I mean, the industry that I work in, obviously supplying uh, you know distributing firearms mm-hmm. to, to, to gun shops and things like that. Um, a lot of them have, have struggled because they're not well not so much now because you can do click and collect. But the first one it was like you closing. Obviously, the product that they stock isn't cheap, and the space that you have to rent has to be fairly big as well, unless you own it. Um, You know, so there's an expenditure there that you have to find the means for. That if you're not selling anything, then you're not not finding it. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, yeah, it's it's been a real trying time, but I think, like you said, a lot of businesses have done well out of it. And I think if you keep the same passion and drive, you know, what you started with, and try not to get disheartened from it, then you know, throughout this, I think the ones that come out of it will come out of it a lot better than what the yeah in. i think you,
1: you, the one i think a lot of the businesses that will come out stronger will be the ones that have managed to adapt and i think yeah. if you own your own business or you work for a small family business adapting is so important to whatever situations we not at you because you have to you have to to yeah. be able to survive um i work in i work for ava ross hamilton as well and they are a small family-run bridal business, and it, it's a hard industry to keep going. But sh- they adapt, and they do. They keep going, and I take my hat off to the manager. She's incredible, and yeah, and she's she's brilliant in supporting a team. And I think it's having that that passion and positivity amongst your team as well. Especially at the moment, people so many people are on furlough, and worried about the jobs mm-hmm. and just having people around you that support each other and have it, even if it is uh, through a phone call or just having that, yeah. that personal connection with people at the moment, I think is so important because it is a tough time and just getting outside, yeah. even if it's just for an hour a day. Um, I know I'm using, I, I'm a big, big gym head usually. So, <laughs> so then yeah, I was going to go on to this as well. like
0: Yeah. Um, because, obviously, like, <clears throat> we grew up in different areas yeah. at slightly different times. I'm a little bit older, <laughs> um, But, um, yeah, I'm not classing myself as old yet. I think 30s is still all right. Oh, yeah, but... for sure. Um, <laughs> um, but my, my you know, my, uh, my influential sort of, like, younger mm-hmm. years, um, before joining the army at, like, you know, 18, um, was spent around where you grew up, so, like, Darwin Tower, Rivington, yeah angles that because you know, that was the closest place other than like the lakes in Wales to go and do outdoor mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, all my nav practice was done up Rivington, and you know, what I mean, like, you live in an amazing area. Because I mean, like, I think I'm very lucky where I have chosen to live now because I've got the peaks literally, yeah, you know, I can walk yeah, to yeah. it like today, running around um, now. you know, or you know, within an hour and a half, two hours you're in the lakes and mm-hmm. Wales. So, and you're you know, similar sort of yeah, distance yeah, to the lakes in sure. Wales for you, but you can. You've still got like a load of like outdoor space. So when they said, that, "Oh, we're closing gyms," now, don't get me wrong, I was gutted because my main hobbies are uh, climbing, you know, archery yeah. in the gym. And then overnight, all of my hobbies were shut. I was like, "Yeah," oh. um, but I just went, "Well, I'll just, I'll just go for a walk or a run instead." Like, you know, yeah, no,
1: yeah, like, definitely. I, I, I think it's been something that's helped me break up my work day as well because at the moment I think and I won't be the only one in this situation a lot of people if you're working from home or whatever you kind of go oh well I might as well do more work because what else is there to do um yeah so you just end up working constantly and I think it's really important to kind of give yourself and your brain that break because usually yeah you'd go for a meal with your mates or you go to the pub or whatever um, just to give yourself a bit of you time but we don't have that luxury at the moment and I think for me kind of getting outside and splitting my day up with training has been one of the most beneficial things just to kind of keep my head on track and just give me a bit of me time um, and just make the day feel a little bit less monotonous (laughs) So it was a little yeah, bit oh, less yeah, like Groundhog yeah. Day every single day. Um yeah, and and just even though it's sounds a bit lame, but going out for a run and passing people and smiling at them in the street. This is my favorite thing yeah. to do at the moment. I'm not joking. <laughs> my actual I, favorite. I'd like
0: the, the I'd like so I noticed very quickly, especially this time around when I've been running mm-hmm. more, um, the amount of people actually out running. Yeah. Um but when I went, when it, so I've been splitting my days between either going for a run or mm-hmm. a hike, one of the two. Because um, like being hill fit, like mountain fit to work is very different than being... Yeah, oh fit. yeah, of
1: course, yeah. Um,
0: it's, 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 it's purely like, there's got to be some good strength there, but it's purely sort of mm-hmm. endurance and cardio. Um, plus as well, you know, like if you don't have a good endurance, <laughs> nothing else is going to like work to its performance, is it? Um, but I passed a guy today. This was, this was like the ultimate highlight of my day. The only time I've ever had anyone recognise me, not that I've got like a massive—you know—I'm not like I'm hugely famous. My kids think I am, but oh, like, I'm bless not. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like check it out. My dad's got like four million followers. <laughs> 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 so not not that I think it, you know anything like that. So because of the industry that I work in, and, and my Instagram yeah. is a targeted audience, um, because it's all the stuff that I'm interested in doing, um, so shows and things like that. I've had people be like, "Oh yeah, you're that guy. Yeah, you're right." And that's been. Like the first time it happened, it was, it was dead weird. Um, so it happened at the airport when I was going to um, SHOT Show um, about three years ago, which is like a massive arms convention in the States. And some guy stopped me in the airport and was like, I recognize you. And I was a bit like, right. And he went, <laughs> you own, you owe me money and like squared up to me. So I was like, let's go. <laughs> like, and he was like, no, no I'm only joking. Like I've just bought loads of stuff because he recommending. And I was like, Mate, honestly, God, I was like, in the middle of flights, so that's not what anyone Yeah, needs. no, really not. You don't <laughs>
1: need that kind of stuff at an airport.
0: <laughs> yeah, like proper stress. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's happened. And then, so today, I, was, I, went, for, I went for a walk. And um, as I was walking down, like, the canal to get to, you can get on the peaks if you cut down the canal and hop mm-hmm. off it, basically. Some guy walked past me and went, hi, mate, you are all right? And I was like, sorry, what did you say? Like, didn't quite hear him. And I turned around and he went, is, there, is that three-dark coat you've got on? I went, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And he went, oh, I've never seen one in person. Went, well, normally, mate, I'd take it off and let try it on. You know, like like, <laughs> great. And he went, he went, have you got any more of that stuff? So I went, yeah, yeah. So I talked them through, like, all the different mm-hmm. products that I've got because they're an amazing brand and, like, the products are really good. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, what do you want it for? And he was like, oh, you know, just like, I want one for hill walking. I want one for like everyday use. So I was like, right, every day, you know, you can't go wrong with getting like their fleece or the body warmer for hill wear, you know, do you want it waterproof or not waterproof? Now, I like, proper broke it down. I was there for about 10 minutes with him. And he went, well, uh, went, where did you first see him? Like, did you see it on like SES Day's Wins? Because Jay's on there and he's, you know, branded up. He went, no, no, no. There's some guy who lives in like Manchester, I think, or around here. Because um, I heard him talk about it on a podcast. They went, That's me. <laughs> And he went, is it? So I showed him, and he was like, "No way!" Oh, hey, <laughs> it's
1: a small world, and isn't
0: it? it was, <laughs> honestly, it was absolutely mental. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, I've never, I've not had that like in passing." Especially because, like, I've only been doing the podcast for like I don't know uh-huh. a month. If that, so to have someone like randomly go, oh, "I've listened to that," I was like, "Wow, that is awesome!" Um, proper made my day. I was like, "I'm Man.
1: not surprised." <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, at least know people. Well, yeah,
1: well that is a positive (laughs) little local celebrity there. You you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not just. uh, It's not just just yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you think you train more now? You know what? Did
1: oh, weirdly, I think I am doing. Um, I don't know if it's because, I mean, usually I'd kind of I'd go to work if I was not working in my studio if I was working at my other jobs I do have two jobs um so if I'm at work and then I go to the gym after and you kind of when you've gone to the gym after a full day of work you're like (laughs) but
0: yeah you're kind of like "Mm, I've got to go around whereas at the moment
1: I'm kind of it's because it's the thing that's kind of keeping me going and it's kind of my little sanity lifeline don't get me wrong I love what I do um, but it's, yeah. I mean, when you're sewing all day and things like that, it is you, your head's in your machine and I suffer really badly with headaches and your head's just in your machine permanently and you've got to concentrate all the time. So just having that that break and and that hour or whatever just to kind of refocus, take my head off it and just focus on my training and my, myself or, well, focus on nothing essentially um, is really... Yeah important and i do think i am probably training more at the moment just in my garage and going for a run than i was going to the gym and yeah. may, to be honest when i go back whether i'll split training at home and training at the gym a bit more um and i think a lot of people all have a rethink i think a lot of people have realized how much time they probably save <laughs> training at home yeah yeah because uh, i used to think about the amount yeah. of time i'd spend at the gym even if it's just getting there and then, like, people talk to you or whatever, and then you realise you've you lost an hour already, and <laughs> you just want to get up.
0: So, like, we're, I'm really lucky. So, like, well, really lucky or really stupid. <laughs> well, depends how you look at it. So, my, my gym's it, it's expensive. There's, yeah. there's no get around it. <clears throat> you know, so it costs me, but, oh, God, I hate to say it. It's, it's about £60 in my gym. Um, now, it's because it's yeah. at a country club. So there's a really nice. Like
1: mm-hmm. the pool
0: is really nice. The spa is really nice. They're both great to do after the gym. And the gym is is especially with COVID and when they had like open with minimum yeah. people in there, and um, it was quiet, really clean. You know, there was no proper like big meetups <laughs> in there or or gym or nothing like that. So it's a real good place to sort of have this focus of right. It, I can go here and, and do this, and it's away, and it's only yeah. five minutes down the road. Um, it's a really nice place to go. Um. However, that being said, like there's a few times when I've gone and you know, like people have tried to like speak to you. So now I make a point of that uh, so bear in mind this is at a golf club mm-hmm. health spa gym. So uh, just, yeah, just yeah. picture that. I've got a play on telly, but yeah. um, I make a point of wearing yeah, I've made a point of wearing like really over branded sort of veteran like uh-huh. military shirts and like <laughs> <laughs> headphones on, t shirt on or plate carrier and things like that. And just be yeah. like, do not speak to me. <laughs> but if someone did come say hello i'd probably chat to him but i mean so i think the only thing i would save you know i wouldn't really say i wouldn't save any time to the gym but i'd definitely save yes. some money but again if, if you if you use it then you know i don't oh god it yeah expense. no i mean i, I mean,
1: there when, when it's open i'm there every day
0: <laughs> and, yeah a plus as well like, if you've done like you know a big so for me if i've done like so when we were going mm-hmm. paddleboarding loads in the summer you know, everyone think that's, that's really easy. And probably, you know, it's not that draining if you're going to have a quick go. But we were going at like, getting there at eight in the morning and finishing yeah. at like five. So you're on them all day. That yeah, is a cool it is. workout. It is, it is hard work. So there was nothing better than driving back from the lakes and going mm-hmm. straight to the spa and jumping in the jacuzzi and like being like, it's yeah. amazing. Um, You know, so I would miss that side of it. Um But I think some people have, some people have invested a lot of money at the minute into like some serious oh gyms. Like my mates got get smart like if he if he sucks it off and just goes back to the gym i'll be disappointed in him <laughs> the
1: amount that you know, people like, have gym spent, like mean? you say on kicking out garages and home gyms and stuff he's mad absolutely i mean just yeah. i tried to find a pair of dumbbells the money they were going for i couldn't believe it and i just thought like yeah. people are so cashing in and I get it from like yeah. a business perspective, but come on, there's no need for dumbbells to be like four hundred quid. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's there's nothing in stock. So I tried to get a set uh-huh. of decent set of kettlebells because you can buy you can buy cheap gym equipment and it'll be all right. Or you can buy you know medium to expensive equipment yeah. and it'll be a lot better. Um, nope. There's nothing in stock anywhere. Like everything, you know, um, like get the plates from the, the plate carrier took me forever. Um, it, like in it's the same with outdoor equipment. So like. I'm really keen on starting mm-hmm. outdoor swimming uh, and like wild swimming and stuff like that. Trying to get yeah. a wetsuit at the minute. Like if, if you're a really obscure size, if you're really tiny, <laughs> if you're a really small bloke, or you know quadruple yeah. XL, you're laughing because they've got both for them. But any average mm-hmm. guy build, there's there's nothing, you know. So I'll either have to man it up big time and just do it to <laughs> shorts. Um,
1: it is a, a, bit cold, a bit for that. I
0: would not become them. <laughs> yeah so it's just i mean yeah like i said some some people have done really well of it and you know for me i feel like i've adapted really well to being in like a Mm -hmm. lockdown as you will for for the world because you know i come from a very institutionalized job of you can't do this and you can't do that and be here at this time so when someone says you're not allowed to do this i just yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) well there's people who are like no never you're taking everything away from me Mate, they're asking you to wear a mask, keep your distance and just yeah, chill out a little it's, bit That's I it's mean. one of them at
1: yeah. the moment I think just, just suck it up and carry on it's the best we can do isn't it and yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And is and as sensible as that is you, there's nothing you can do about it so just try and be no, as positive as no. you can is what I'd say to people and people have gone through really hard times whether it's directly linked to COVID or whatever and and it has definitely massively yeah. affected a lot of people and a lot of people's mental health as well um, which is such a big one um, at the moment, yeah. I know a lot of people yeah. are struggling and I think this time more more so than the first lockdown um, a lot of people I've spoken to have definitely found this one harder and
0: just after Christmas though as well, I think people I think people have probably forgotten that after Christmas in January, it's normally a bit of a that is time true. For everyone <laughs> as well. You know, uh, but now they've got I'm not saying it's any easier, but now you've got something you can go with <laughs> because of this. You know, but now I know what you're saying, I, I know a few people who are like doing yeah. their own and stuff and they're like, oh I'm fed up now, you know. Um but you know, it won't last forever. We've we've got uh, we've yep. got a few minutes left. Um obviously I know you've gone like paragliding and you know. You up for like an adventure? Um, What what is something you want to sort of try new and different this year? Anything Um, anything crazy?
1: I mean, personally, I I, because I've fallen in love a little bit more with just being outside generally. um, But if we can get back to it, I want to go guild scrambling again.
0: Oh, okay, that's that's
1: on my list for this year.
0: Well, I know like three perfect places to, to take you for that. So. Fine. Um, I'm I'm yet to go with Jen to one, to but like her first trip in the outdoors with myself mm-hmm. and my brother and a couple of my mates was a proper baptism of fire. It was like, um, "Do you want to come underground? Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, She was like, "Have you been here before?" I was like, "No," but you'll be all right. Trust me, because she's only little. It got to the point where like we clip it to me, and then like clip it to like oh. my brother, I have to like pass her across. The <laughs> so, um, but she's keen on doing that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, like girl scrambling is like. I-
1: I did it when we I was a that, kid yeah, and I absolutely loved months. it and I haven't done it since. Like, you know what? I just want to start doing more yeah. outdoorsy stuff and just enjoying being outside and seeing yeah. things and, yeah, just being with nature. How lucky are you to know the right people? <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: you couldn't know the <laughs> right people, God. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, so um, the trip I did with the in the summer, um, we did everything that I could squeeze into mm-hmm. a weekend, um, to get content for the brand, yeah. but also have a great time. We did so like swimming, paddle boarding, gill scrambling, climbed some mountains, did a bit of fizz, come yeah. home, drank some beers, had a fire. Um, yeah, we did everything. So I mean, I definitely see these things open up. Yeah, we'll, for sure, we'll get something sorted. Um, but I'll definitely be able to take your gill scrambling. That's not a Love at a bit at all. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, got a canoe, got some paddle boards. You know. Yeah, yeah. You name Perfect. it, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. <laughs> right listen um we're coming to the end now what i've started doing is um mm-hmm. asking people just before they go if they could give a bit of it, like one one sort of life tip or a bit of advice oh, to to people wow. listening what? and I like doing, on, on on the spot being like go on what's the first thing
1: that comes to my head um
0: <laughs> at the moment just keep keep going
1: just keep going yeah. every, every one foot in front of the other every day it does not matter how small an achievement it is or how big an achievement it is like you don't have to have a massive success at something every single day of your life just enjoy whatever you're doing it's like it's okay to just enjoy the simple things and to take pleasure out the simple things you don't it doesn't have to be something lavish all the time so yeah just don't go searching for things that aren't attainable necessarily be happy with what you've got yeah just just general positivity i think that's what we need at the moment general positivity yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah definitely yeah yeah everyone be more positive yeah i yeah, know that's great yeah that's great listen no, thank you very much for coming It's to, to, to have a chat you know and um like i said you know <clears throat> we'll get out when we can and we can travel and do some more adventures what we'll, we'll definitely get yeah out for sure for sure no worries I- well, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you very much for listening as well. All right, Celine, <laughs> right, right, I'll take, take care. care.
1: Bye.